Welcome to Let's Get Unraveled, a place where artists from all walks of life come to share their unabridged stories and speak openly and candidly about their creative journeys. We're so happy you're here. Hi, everybody. I'm Co Hodges. I'm the co-founder and lead instructor at Unraveled Academy. And today I am so pleased to be speaking with a woman who has literally been with us since day one, Jamie Ford of the Paper Deer Photography. She's been a head instructor, a lead content creator, an expert panelist. She spoke at our first retreat. She's a keynote speaker at our next retreat, and she's developing a workshop for us. It's just such a thrill to have you here. Thank you for everything you've given us. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. Oh, this is such a special. special. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? No, this is this is everything because you you really it's it's crazy to look back at the last year and a half, almost two years, and see yeah. what you, the heart you have put into the community and how many people have benefited from that um, and grown out of that. So this is a really special interview for me. So thank you. Oh yay! You're welcome. I'm oh. honored to. <laughs> I want to dig in a little bit um, into the court, the first course you created. But first, for those of you who mm-hmm. I doubt anyone listening doesn't know who you are, but can you tell oh, everyone where you are in the <laughs> world and what work you primarily do? So I live in a city called Red Deer in central Alberta. Um, I don't really work here all that much. <laughs> it's kind of a boring prairie city. So I do a lot of my sessions in Banff in the Rocky Mountains. And obviously I would love to work there. It's just such a beautiful place. Right. I don't know why anybody would not want to work there. Um, and I primarily shoot family connection sessions and that's it. Mm. Oh, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you wrote a course, which was one of our initial big courses, all about mm-hmm. overcoming anxiety and self-doubt, which truly has mm-hmm. received and is still constantly getting so much praise. Um, and and it constantly still, even though it's been almost a year and a half, I want to say, um, yep. people constantly talking in the group about how it's helped them. Um, so I want to dig into that and For those of you who have not heard of it, have not read it, dug into it, can you elaborate on the heart behind the creation of this powerful course? So for me, I found just in myself personally, when I first started this career, it was very lonely (laughs) and I was doing nothing but, you know, being in my own head with my own, you know, struggles and so much doubt, um, when it came to actually booking sessions and and getting to a point where I felt comfortable asking for money in order to do these sessions. At first it was, you know, photography's been something that I've been interested in since I was four years old. And then going, shifting from a hobby to like a job was really stressful because I had so much doubt in myself personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that once I started kind of branching out in the community a little bit more, um, I realized how prevalent it was with like almost everybody that I talked to. Almost every photographer was like, oh, me too. Yeah, I went through that too. And I was like, why aren't people talking about this? Right. Why aren't people acknowledging that they have these issues? And why is there not a community support for people like us? Like, I'm pretty sure that anyone in any type of creative um 
field of work has some sort of anxiety, has some sort of doubt, because that is a driving force of creative people is, you know, you are constantly wanting to be better. You're constantly wanting to push yourself. But with that comes a lot of doubt. So I found that I was like, you know, this is something after just talking to a few people at like, you know, workshops that I was attending, I was like, you know what, I want to like, talk about this. I want to teach about this and be like, this was my struggle. This is how I kind of would fake it till I make it type attitude of like confidence because I did not have any because of the anxiety and doubt. Um, and so I just was like, you know, this is something that's really important to talk about because it's one of the most common things that I see in photographer forums is like people asking questions like, oh, does anybody get nervous before sessions? It's like, yeah, a lot. Everybody. I still do. Like I have sessions in California this, you know, in a week and a half that I'm like shitting my pants over because I'm like, one, I don't know. I've never been there. I don't, you know, I've never met the family face to face. It's like high pressure. So yes, I absolutely still get nervous and anxious and all that kind of stuff. And it's like doubled with my anxiety. And then I'm like, oh, why are they inviting me to come here? You know, you get that self-doubt and that all that stuff. It's, it happens. It doesn't really like go away. It, I've found ways to manage it, <laughs> but it's always there. Right. No, I feel like that's yeah. such an important, important concept, um, especially for people that are just starting out and maybe haven't yeah. found their niche, maybe haven't found a community in which they can be themselves. Um, obviously, yeah. that's what we stand for uh, here at Unravel. Mm -hmm. Anything else is that everybody has a voice and a place to speak and, and, and be heard. But it, it really is mind blowing when you talk to these people who are like, oh, what's it like to have made it? You know, and then you talk to these like ultra elite artists who are like, well, you've never make it, but I still have oh, yeah. right about wondering if I'm good enough, um, wanting peer validation, wanting client validation, needing that stuff because it's human nature. And then mm -hmm. tack on to that some intense anxiety and you have some really powerful human attributes there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. So can you talk a little bit about how you do manage it, especially in your client work? So I've just kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, there's a little bit of uh, different things that I do. It's not really like one thing. Um, I think just shooting as much as I can and working as much as I can um, and having years of practice. Like this is okay. not something it, you know, I attribute it to being like a bodybuilder. Like you're not going to have the body that you want in two days. It's something that takes a long amount of time. So I needed to have that time in order to build confidence in order to, you know, have a, a body of work that I feel proud of. And that has really helped kind of boost my confidence and in turn, making my anxiety kind of take a back seat for when I'm working. Right. But what I've noticed is that the only thing that really subdues my anxiety and the only thing that subdues my um, or elevates my confidence is working, yes. is shooting, like not behind the computer, not Instagram, nothing of that sort, you know, helps completely put my anxiety away except for working, you know, like um, 
that's the only time where I feel the most confident is when I am behind the camera and I am shooting a session. And, you know, that's just the biggest thing for me. Like, in, even in my personal life, if I'm in a funk, I shoot because that is the only thing that, like, inspires me, you know, all those kinds of things. But for the most part, you know, I just kind of acknowledge that I have this. And once I've acknowledged that I have this disorder, this anxiety disorder, and, and comes along with it, I can just manage it because I'm aware that it's there. I guess. Does that make sense? I don't Absolutely. even know if that makes sense. No, it does. It's like, like the first step. It's the first step is, is recognizing. Exactly. For, for, for anything, but yeah. specifically with this. And I, I think it's so important um, because just in the last, I would say, five to six years, has it become okay to have a dialogue um, on a community level, on a public level about the prevalence of anxiety and depression in the creative community, but, you know, and it's yeah. not that people didn't step up and say it before. It's just that they weren't as loud and it wasn't as common and as often. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, if you really look back in history of the history of artists, truly amazing individuals who created such inspiring art that kind of made the foundation for which we get to, you know, work off of now, um, high, high levels of, of both of these things of anxiety and depression, um, high suicide rates. Uh, Sarah and I talked about that in our first workshop, um, very uncomfortable conversation to have, but very necessary. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. And that's something that, you know, it needs to be talked about more. And I'm so happy that we are living in, you know, this time where everyone's like, let's talk about this. Hell yeah. You know? We're, we have like a, um, in Canada here, we've got a, they're like a TV provider, kind of like Comcast, I guess, is in the States. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But they're called Bell. And they have, uh, I think that's today is Bell's Let's Talk Day. So it's just like, let's talk about mental illness today. Yep. And it's just like, yes, let's fucking talk about it. Yes. Because nobody talks about it. And like, I've, I've applied to some bigger forums and some big, like, you know, places that I won't name names, but <laughs> I've, re I've said that I want to talk about this. And they're like, our readers aren't interested in that. And I was like, who, who are your readers? Because nearly every single photographer I talk to has some form of anxiety, some form of doubt. Yes. Oh, why? And nobody's talking about it. Absolutely. So I'm like, I'll be that person. I will talk the shit out of it because it is so important to f that I make others feel like, Hey, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We all deal with it. Here's how I deal with it. Maybe something that I do can help you. Absolutely. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that that's so powerful. <laughs> I just it's so true. It's like, what? Who's not interested in it? And and that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. And if they really checked in with themselves, they could probably benefit from it too, because we all could. Absolutely. Um, I know I just spoke on this panel for um, for an organization for a nonprofit whose main focus is mental health, uh, specifically in the United States, but working on going global um, within the right. school system and helping kids have really strong emotional intelligence and, and self-awareness of when when they need help, when they have issues, how to talk about it, how to process this stuff, starting at yeah, the so important. entry level grade school kids. Because I wasn't taught that stuff. You just dealt with it. You were tough and you just dealt with it. You no. pushed it down, right? Dude, I thought I was just weird until I was <laughs> legit 30 and read a BuzzFeed article about things only pe anxious people do. And I was like, 
are things only people with anxiety do. And I was like, oh, right. that's what it is. Oh, oh, I'm not just like a weirdo. I actually have, you know, it's not just me. There's right. millions of other people that deal with this too. And that helped me kind of like acknowledge it. And that helped me understand it right. <laughs> and how to deal with it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I'm actually really grateful for our children growing up now um, at their young For sure. Better dialogue about it. You know, growing up yeah. in the 80s or in the 90s or, or even in the 70s, we just didn't have that. And, and not to our no. parents or families discredit, it just, it was cultural. Um, and now it's They 50. just didn't know. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, every, every generation has their things that they look back on and they're like, oh, well, I wish I would have known that so that I could have taught my kids that. But now right. we have that information. Like I see a psychologist for my kids right. and I right. talk to them about, hey guys, you know that like loud sounds are like anxiety triggers for your mom. So let's just try and keep it down. And they understand that. And Jensen, under, like my oldest, he understands that he has anxiety and yeah. he understands his triggers, which are pretty close to the same as mine. So we can talk to each other about like, okay, you know, we do mountain breathing. So which now that like, I'm not like, you can't see me. So. <laughs> but mountain breathing is you just take your, um, your pointer finger on your whatever hand you want, put it on the other hand and you take a deep breath in and you trace your first finger so you go up your first finger and then you exhale when you go down and then you, it's like going up and down a mountain. So he knows that when he's frustrated, he needs to take deep breaths. So that's what he does. Oh. But I'm like, my parents never told me that shit. No. They didn't know. Fact. My <laughs> no, they didn't. Fact. They're just like, you know. So now I catch myself in these, you know, sometimes not the best parenting situations where I'm, I, I clue in and I'm like, Oh, nope, that's just what I was taught when I was little, I need to adjust. And I need to, you know, attack the situation from a different point of view. 100%. Instead of just being like, ah, you know, 100%. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh, I could talk forever about shit parenting. I know. I've had where I'm like, could have done that better. Oh my gosh. But Oh my gosh. Where, <laughs> nights where you're going to fall asleep and you're like, that was bad. Yeah. Oh, I just had a conversation with a friend the other day. I was like, girl, I really messed that one up, but I get a do over hopefully because they're young. So I got to get my shit right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. man. So how do you feel like, and I, I don't want to like give your anxiety like a, a a persona, but how do you feel about it right. in relation to your career? Ha has it hindered you in any way? Has it helped you in any way in your uh, in your career and your business? It's definitely done both. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning, it was a huge hindrance because I didn't really understand. You know, why am I not like responding to these emails? Why am I like, right. you know, I'm I'm the worst at like self sabotage, procrastination. Because I'm just like, oh, they're not going to like my work anyways. Why would I, oh, I'm too scared to reply to them, you know? So it kind of gets to the point where I'm just like, it, or it got to the point where I was like, it's, you just need to do it. Do you want this to be your career? Or do you want to go work in an oil field office again? Right. No, I don't. I want to work for myself. I come from a long line of business owners. I'm like, I don't want to work for anybody else. That's just my personality. I want to work for me. Right. But the shitty thing about that is that you are your own accountability. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have to. Um, but it definitely hindered me. And it's still it's there's definitely still times where um, 
I do feel hindered, especially at, towards the end of the year where I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long year of like traveling. It's been a long year, super busy fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just gets to a point where I'm like, I don't want to look at my email. I don't want to do anything. Right. And then, you know, but at the same time, I really feel like it has helped because of how much I want this. Right. And like, and how much it's driving me to keep learning. I think that's the biggest thing is to keep improving because I'm like, I don't want to become stale. That makes me anxious. I don't want to like never learn or get to the point where I'm like, Oh, I'm amazing. I'm the best. <laughs> that's just not, that's just not my personality right. inside. I'm like, I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be more like that. You know, this yeah. the comparison issue is something that, I'm always like, okay, comparison is a thief of joy. You know, I talk about that, but sometimes I find myself falling down that rabbit hole and I'm like, okay, I need to like understand that I need to focus more on me, not what other people are doing. Um, But yeah, I definitely think that it is, it has done both. It has hindered and it has helped. And it's just a matter of focusing yourself on which part of that you want to let kind of go. If you want to, let it hinder you, then it's going to hinder you. If you're going to let it help you, then right. you'll let it help you. Hell yeah. Well, I know mm-hmm. you and I were chatting um, in preparation for this podcast, and you had decided mm-hmm. to share a recent debilitating occurrence that mm-hmm. you were that you were dealing with. Uh, maybe you could mm-hmm. elaborate a little bit on that. Well, for me, it's winter. Oh, winter always. Like it's so cold here. So I'm not working. When I'm not working, I am depressed. Yeah. Um, I'm not only just depressed like inside, but I'm like, oh, I have like no content to share. So then I'm depressed like, oh, my engagement sucks on Instagram right oh. now. I'm like, I don't have anything to share unless right. it's old stuff. And I'm like, then I don't know what to say when I go to post it. So I get in like this like really terrible like loop. Right. And I just feel I'm like, oh, I'm irrelevant and nobody wants to see what I'm posting anyways because I get such shitty engagement. But then the other side of me is like, well, you know, Instagram just sucks now. So (laughs) don't take it personally. But (laughs) for me, it's just like winter is just so depressing here. And like we have a lot going on this year. Mm -hmm. So instead of dealing with it, I would just get depressed and I'd go in my room and I would just like stay there. I would take the kids to school and I would go right back to bed until I had to go get them from school. I would just watch Netflix. I would completely take depression naps. I would just be like, I don't want to deal with anything or anybody. I just don't have the mental capacity to put myself out there right now. So for me, I've, I've acknowledged that in the wintertime, I need to manage my depression I've started, like I saw a natural path and I'm now on like, you know, I use my happy light in the morning. I'm taking, I've realized that I need more vitamin D's than I'm, that I thought I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I'm taking like vitamins. I learn something new every winter. So that is my biggest thing that keeps me busy and keeps me like wanting to create is to learn something new. So one year it was going back to film. Yes. One year was videography. You know, one year was just like silly little things like double exposures and, you know, just 
things that are forcing me to use my brain and forcing me to learn and forcing me to get inspired and excited about something different. Absolutely. You just let yourself like sink into that depression. It's the longer you're down there, the harder it is to claw your way out. So for me, I allow myself a guilt-free nothing day. If it's one day during the week um, that I'm like, okay, it's Wednesday. I don't have any like Skype interviews or um, consults or shoots or anything. I'm going to have a nothing day. I'm going to have a mental health day where I can just lay in bed and not let myself feel guilty about it. Tomorrow I'll work my ass off, but today I need a mental health day so that I can kind of recharge my brain. Um, even if it's just doing nothing but watching Netflix and doing nothing. Mm. I don't allow myself to do that for more than one day. Mm. So if I'm like the next day, I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like doing anything. Let's just go in bed. I have to like mentally check myself and be like, bitch, no, (laughs) (laughs) you did this yesterday and I'm not going to let you do it again today. So I will make a list. I started doing a bullet journal, which is like literally saved my life. and I make myself tasks and because I love making lists and checking shit off because I feel like I've accomplished something. Yeah. So then that's what I do. Even if it's two things, I'm like, okay, I, cause I'm the worst at procrastinating, especially like currently I'm in procrastination hell. Cause I have to like <laughs> leave in like, Oh my God, four days we're going to California yeah. and we're surprising the kids. So I have to pack for everybody. And oh, it's just stressful and I have to like prep myself for this big retreat and it's just a lot. And I'm like, oh, I'm not really doing what I should be, but I have a list and I'm checking shit off. So it will get done. (laughs) Well, I think the California weather too will just be what you need. It's so beautiful. Oh, 100%. Dude, I've lived here for 15 years and I've gone away for maybe yeah. And it's, the weather's not even like really that bad. It's actually supposed to get down to like minus 25 Celsius the day we leave. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh gosh. But yeah, it's it's far too cold. And I'm, but being able to go away, even though it's not, well, it's for like 10 days. So it's not that bad. It's a good amount of time that we're away. And uh, I'm really excited. Hell yeah. I'm nervous. Yeah. So, no, you're going to do great. I'm so excited to see. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Will you tell, tell me a little bit about the response that you have gotten in the last few years, just from opening up and sharing your story from the creative community specifically? Mm-hmm. I think the, the response that I get is overwhelmingly positive and overwhelmingly like, why have I not heard anybody talk about this before? Like, I know people talk about it. I've, I've seen people talk about it, but just not on like a broader stage, I guess I'm right. I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but um, so when I have people, when I like reach out, like, for example, when I reached out to photo native, I was like, I'd love to talk about burnout, um, anxiety, doubt, how I fix it with, um, personal projects how I fix it with giving back to my community they were like oh my gosh I've never we've never had anybody talk about that before and I'm like what that's always my reaction like why no why I don't understand this is such a like 
I don't understand. But the the response that I've got is is always very very positive and like you know I got an email was it yesterday or today from a woman that was like I just finished your course on the Unraveled Academy mm-hmm. and you know thank you so much I really appreciate it or let me just see I don't know if I can find it but um she was just like so thankful and I was like yes you're welcome <laughs> like yeah. that's what it's there for and um yeah it was just this is awesome. I love getting those emails and I love getting those messages because I'm like, what I'm doing is working. I, you know, people are responding to it. They're not just like, oh, she has anxiety. Let her whine over there, you know? Right. No, it's true. Oh, we, I'm constantly seeing uh, messages within our group, um, messages being sent just to the academy in relation to you, um, that it helps mm-hmm. so much. Um, and I remember when we first were. Uh, putting this together and I was like, create whatever you want. And yeah. you did. And it was like, <laughs> uh, just putting it together. Our, like our whole team, our minds were just blown. We were like, yep, this is so oh. necessary and so beautiful. And I can't speak for yeah. Sarah. Um, she's not here, so I won't speak for her, but she has gotcha. talked openly, um, you know, at our retreats and workshops about her personal yeah. um, struggle and, and story with anxiety. And mm-hmm. she's the type of person who, you really wouldn't know um, until she talks yeah. about it that this is something she deals with on a daily basis. She's so strong and mm-hmm. just, but when she opens up, you're like, holy shit, yes. And she yep. says it just like that. It was like, I thought I was the weirdo um, for so mm-hmm. many years. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And just exactly. that, so similar to to what we hear, you know, when people talk about your course or people talk about your lives or even how you talk at the retreat. Um, mm-hmm. So similar. And they're just so, they're just filled with gratitude just for that one statement that they're not alone. Yeah. And that's, that is the biggest thing for me. Like I just, and that is why I love this community so much is that it is so like encouraging and you can say like, Hey guys, I'm like struggling. And, and there will be like, you know, a bunch of people that will come to you and be like, it's okay. You know, we'll, everybody goes through this and we'll get through it and all that stuff. And it's just so important to have that. And that's another thing that I talk about is finding your community because it's really hard to do all this shit alone, especially because you, you know, I'm alone all day. I am alone all day because my kids go to school. So I don't have anybody to talk to. Right. I don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of. And I think that is like the most important thing Mm -hmm. is just to like, to talk about your experiences with another photographer, because a lot of us are moms that do stay at home either with the kids or they're alone. And, you know, maybe their husbands aren't in a creative field. Um, so they don't understand right. or, you know, any part, if their partner, sorry, not just husband, but if their partner, um, they don't, might not understand what you're bitching about. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Like you come home from a session, they're like, Oh, they were so bad. This, and you know, your partner's probably just like, okay. Right. You know, right, right, right. I'm yeah. I'm pretty lucky. Like my husband, my husband's a tattooer. So our, our, the similarities between our businesses are very much the same. Right. So right. we can bitch each other about stuff that we've experienced and we'll be like, yeah, we know we get it. Right. And if, if like Lucas is drawing and I keep asking him questions, he'll just shoot me a look and I'll be like, Oh, right. You are trying to focus. That would be like, if you were coming up to me and nattering in my ear while I'm trying to work, you know, we get it. So we understand each other. So that might be difficult if you're in a relationship where 
the other partner doesn't understand that creative, your creative mind. Mm -hmm. Um, 100%. Yes. Yes. yes, Yeah. So that's, that can definitely be a struggle. Oh, absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. We talked about this a few times, you and I, of just the difference between, and obviously both have their own uh, barriers and both have their own, you know, struggle of being in a relationship with another, with two creatives, um, being in a relationship with a, with a non-creative and a creative, and it, it can be difficult on both sides, but from my experience with my marriage, um, it yeah. really was very lonely. It was very lonely. And mm-hmm. early on, I realized oh, it's just it's just not a dialogue we're going to have. Um, he's never going right. to get this. Um, and not only is he not going to understand, um, but, but he also is wondering why I'm having an issue with this, why this is even something we're talking about wasting our time on. You know, so yeah. – and this – Tense is very common. Once I started really talking to other women about this, uh, w- women and men, um, mm-hmm. it seemed to be a pretty common dialogue where like they just don't get it. Um, there's a lot of resentment there about my creative, yeah. creative entrepreneurship, creative endeavors. Um, I'm sitting here staring at the computer. What the hell am I doing while I'm working? You know, so it's it's very yeah. there's a lot there um, that can play into. And it's oh hard when you don't, you know, if you don't feel like they understand you that might be also a wall of like support. Like you don't feel like they support you because they're like, I don't, like, why are we talking about this? I don't understand what you're talking about. Right. Cause then that feels like, you know, they're not supporting you, right. which is worse. And it makes you feel even more isolated because you're like, well, okay, now who do I talk to that might understand what I'm going through? Exactly. And that's like your photographer community will understand it all. That's why we're here, baby. <laughs> That's why we're here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's why Unraveled exists. Truly, uh, <laughs> at the heart of it is is the community, um, and it's just so important to us. Oh my gosh, Jamie, you are just the best. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for this. Will Aww. you tell everybody um, what we can look forward to this year? Where you're going to be speaking? Obviously, you're going to be speaking mm-hmm. at our retreat. Not to do a little yeah. horn tooting there, but have to. <laughs> um, and what what you're doing this year? So I'm going to be teaching and shooting or leading two sessions at Photo Native this year in Palm Springs. Um, that's oh gosh, in a week. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> I was like, well, my right goodness, the corner. Yep. Yeah. So I'm teaching there, and then I am also teaching at the Unraveled Retreat in May. I have a. I'm going to be in Iceland in May. Amazing. Um, Oh, I'm so excited about that. We're also, so the big thing this year, which we haven't really announced yet because of the internet. We are, yes, we're moving from Alberta to BC. Um, We both grew up in different areas of BC, but our family lives in Salmon Arm. So we are moving back to Salmon Arm after being here for, well, I've been here for 15 years and Luke's been here for 20. So it's a big, big, change for us we've been in the same house for 12 years so it's a you know there's bittersweet because we get to be close to family but I just I love this house but we've you know we're at the point where we're like with between the cancer scares and dealing with everything with Hudson with his heart condition like not having a support system here is really difficult so that's the big thing we're moving in the summer um and then I'm not quite sure what fall's looking like yet, but <laughs> lots, lots of travel regardless. We might be doing 
like my husband does a lot of traveling as well. So we might go to Amsterdam, but I'm not really sure if we can film that yet. <laughs> that would be really rad. You got to let me know. About yeah, that. but I'm also, um, also doing my, my class through you guys yeah. in the fall too. So yay. Um, Lots of stuff. So many good things, dude. You're killing it. Yeah. As always, Aww. you are a light in the community. <laughs> Truly Aww. so happy to know you on a personal level and, <laughs> and uh, on this level and, and the business side. So thank you, Henny. Absolutely. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means so much to us that you're here and we hope you walk away feeling inspired as hell. If you're not already a student in Unraveled Academy, go to www.theunraveledacademy.com. You can 